Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos For here come the dreamers Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets Butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos Let us get to it and do it upright Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. Well, welcome to the barn, gentlemen. I'm so glad you're here today. You are a trio, but really you're a quartet. And so there are three of you here physically, but there's a fourth in the room that we're going to learn more about. And you are affectionately known, everyone, let me introduce you to the affectionately known as Migrant, migrant, <laughs> migrant Jazz Workers. Welcome uh -huh. to the Migrant <laughs> Thank Jazz you. Thank Workers. You. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Russ Hoffman on the piano. Steve Cady on the bass, and George Robinson on the drums. And the fourth, who is um, very present with us today in some ways, is Scott Mullet, who is your mutually shared mentor in music. And we're here today to honor his life. That's right. Yep. And uh, so you guys all connected because of Scott. Tell me who Scott is. And apparently he kind of liked the idea of calling you the migrant jazz workers. <laughs> One of many, many different <laughs> impromptu names. Who is for... Scott and how did he draw you together? 
I think it might make sense for Russ to start since you knew him. I agree. Yeah. I, well, I guess, yeah, well, I'm by virtue of the fact that I'm the oldest. Living, <laughs> Call surviving. It, re refer to it as seniority, Russ. Okay. Yeah, 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 experience. <laughs> Scott Mullet uh, was um, when I was a Berkeley College of Music student back in the 80s, and, um, and he was this really, I mean, I had heard stories about this guy. He was a wild, over-the-top personality kind of guy that um like, like i i had you know i had been forewarned that he was he was he, he had like a, a wild streak but i knew scott as a tenor sax player at berkeley and uh he was doing a lot of gigs around town he was one of the hot you know young uh, a really super bold and commanding kind of players and he played you know a lot of nice nice um you know big band gigs that were still uh, part of the scene at that time i remember playing with craig ball and Winnickers and all kinds of other, uh, sh uh, you know, bands that uh, that uh, were around. But uh, he was um, a, a saxophonist from Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, one of truly one of the most devoted, passionate uh, musicians that I ever knew. And uh, and uh, Steve and George are you know a result of this uh, this this commitment that he had to music. He you know. It, it, he spent a lot of time out on the road with Artie Shaw and different big bands, and he did a lot of cruise ship work. and And he came, he 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 settled down later in life in uh, Keene, uh, living in his father's uh, house. Uh, and um, you know, I I but I know I know I know, I, know, I know his whole story, and uh, I know the history. I saw him as a youth, and and uh, saw him, you know, up to the very end. We were playing gigs together, and sharing music and, and so he's an example of of someone who shaped you not just musically but personally because you younger gentlemen we've got uh, george robinson here on the drums apparently you met scott mullet at, when he was a professor or teacher at uh, Keene state yep yep and was he teaching specifically what was he teaching and how did he affect you so scott um scott taught um several jazz courses at the college um he ran a jazz combo. Um, he ran. He taught a musical improv class. He taught a harmony class. And um, when I first met him, I actually didn't know anything about him. I grew up in Londonderry, New Hampshire. I had a friend who went to Keene State, and that's how I found out about it. And I went out there, and I remember we had jazz combo rehearsal on a Friday morning, and there was like five of us, and I was one of the only, maybe the only drummer there. And um, we played and everything went fine. I didn't think anything of it. I heard Scott play his horn and I was like, I had never been around that kind of musician, like in the room, just mm -hmm. talking with him and hearing him play. And so afterwards, everyone had packed up. I was packing up my drums and he said, you stay here for a second. And uh, I had no idea what he was talking about. And he apparently was trying out a saxophone that his friend was bringing him and he wanted to play duo, uh, which I didn't even know was done, just drums and saxophone at that time. I didn't know anything about jazz or the history of it. And uh, You say you were not a jazz player at the time? Well, I was very interested in it, but I had very little experience. I played in high school jazz band, but um, I didn't do a ton of smaller combo playing like what we're doing now. Um, and so anyway, Scott uh, had me play with him and um, the next Monday, this was a Friday, the next Monday, uh, this bassist that was another one of Scott's students came by and asked if I wanted to play with them on a, it was a Tuesday night. 
I said, oh, sure, what time? And they said, uh, about 10 o'clock we'll start. <laughs> and I was, that hadn't occurred to me. I figured, you know, I don't know. I mean. Normal people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dialing it down by then. Yeah, so that's how I kind of got into that whole thing. And then the rest is history. He kind of just. So somebody with authority just pulling you aside going, hey, psst. Psst, oh yeah, come here. yeah, totally and, took me under his wing. And and how what was that experience like for you hearing him play the way he did? Were you were you totally just trying to, you know, shed on your own like oh my gosh, and or were you very aware of what you were hearing? I, I would say when I first heard him, I didn't realize the magnitude of what I was hearing. I just knew he was really cool. And then as I practiced more and listened to a lot more music and um, met other musicians. You know, each time I listened to uh, Dexter Gordon or Coltrane, I realized how how incredible Scott was yeah. because it, you know it, it, yeah. it would be easy to take it for granted. He he would act like just a normal guy. Uh, you could just hang out with him, and there was no air of you know. So, I guess arrogance what's the single most significant thing you think that he's that he offered you in your development as a musician? I. I didn't know what I didn't know until I met Scott <laughs> and until I met the teachers that he uh, hooked me up with. So I would just say, uh, he just they put the image in my head. Was of he what real I committed do. to the next generation of players? Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's I'm, huge. I'm one of easily uh, two dozen in the last 10 years that, that he specifically spent time or took the time to, to help well, us. Well, it sounds good on you, dude, because oh, I, like, I like your playing. It's clearly got a maturity and a. Sensitivity. Okay, Steve, give us, before we play a sort of an homage to your love of jazz because of Scott, tell me, Steve, on the bass here, Steve Caddy, Katie. Thanks, yeah. Um, who, uh, how Scott influenced you? Yeah, well, uh, I guess I sort of fill the, the void between Russell and George's story. I met Scott in 1998 or 1999 when, as Russell mentioned, he moved back to the Keene area. And so I was a student at Keene State then, and Scott simply was just using the college as a practice venue. And so um, I was a sophomore or so in music college and heard this giant sound and facility coming from a room. And I said, who is this person? And uh, so- Let me into that room. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. He let us all in. Um, so I, yeah, I studied with Scott. He was my teacher for a few years. And then um, as he did with so many people, he gave me a lot of amazing opportunities. And we started to gig together and then we started to play trio and quartet together. and. Um, a good, I think a good way of saying it for me is like, you know, you could take most of my bio and whittle it down to just say, Steve Cady played with Scott Mullen. <laughs> Absolutely. He did, wow. he did everything for me. So. so it's a big loss, is it, that he's gone? Massive. Yeah. In many yeah. ways. Yep. Massive. And how wonderful that you can take that loss and the energy of working through that and play it out. So this piece, I think, is going to represent something you love that he helped you to enjoy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely one he loved to play. It was like a, an old standard kind of... I have, I have vivid memories of listening yeah. to the record in his living room. Oh, really? Of yeah. this one? Yep, oh, absolutely. Wow. Uh, Who's the most famous person who played this that he listened to? Coltrane. Which, the Coltrane recording? Yeah, or? yeah, and it's a Tad Dameron song, and Coltrane loved Tad Dameron. He even did at least one record of just Dameron's music. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I, I wouldn't know any of that if it wasn't for Scott mm -hmm. showing me this. So can we go back to his living room and hear, this is good bait. Well, I don't know if I'll do it that well. <laughs> you never saw his You're living in my room. living room now, so <laughs> this is for Scott. Good bait. One, two, uh. 
have just heard the truly tasty jazz trio of Russ Hoffman on the piano, George Robinson on the drums, and Steve Cady on the bass. And that was Good Bait by Tad Dameron. And this has been and is beginning uh, a special memorial show for Scott Mullett, loved by all. So we're going to come back and hear more about this musician, Scott Mullett, and how he changed these lives. We'll be right back for more of Dream Farm Radio. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and today in the barn I have the Migrant Jazz Workers, <laughs> also known as Russ Hoffman on the piano, George Robinson on drums, and Steve Cady on bass, all dear friends of Scott Mullet, and uh, who were here to share the joy that they um, encountered in working with him and how he shaped their music and their lives. And so we're going to hear three standards and I want you each kind of just to give us a little thought about each one and maybe how it ties in to Scott. Um, Steve, would you set up this piece and sure. give us a little window? Sure. Well, we're going to play standard jazz ballad in a sentimental mood. Um, Duke Ellington. Um, boy, uh, I have so much to say about what Scott might have done for me. Um, but, you know... Scott was, uh, he really forced his students and his friends to be diligent about the music. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a tune that's obligate to know. And it's one that Scott made me, among many others, that really just, he made me learn this stuff in my early lessons with him. And uh, a minute ago, we were talking through the tune, and Russell asked me if I wanted to play the bridge. I said no, because there's a triplet figure that I always <laughs> forgot. <laughs> and I know Scott's scolding me right now. You should have learned the bridge. <laughs> so, Gotta know right. the bridge. This is in a sentimental mood. Okay. Duke
Beauty in the Barn. Man, love it, love it. And I'm, I'm reflecting on how um, he taught you how to better love the music that you play, and it's amazing that that continues to draw you guys together in the, into what you're doing now, right? And what are you going to do now, Mr. George Robinson, on the <laughs> drums? Uh, we're going to play <clears throat> another uh, jazz standard from a different period of the, uh, uh, the music's history. This is by um, Freddie Hubbard, famous uh, uh, trumpet player. Uh, it's called Up Jump Spring. It's a jazz waltz. And um, for me, this song, I, I always really liked just playing just in three. It's a different feel. Uh, a waltz uh, is, is a little different than your straight ahead jazz song. And I just really loved playing these with Scott. Um, it allows me to sort of channel some of the uh, John Coltrane, Elvin Jones, my favorite things kind of records mm -hmm. that, that Scott really, I mean, I heard a little bit, but he really taught me what to listen to and um, just exposed me to so much incredible music. And so anytime I'm playing um, this song or another one that's a similar style, it just takes me right back to just jamming in the, uh, whether it's the, the music building at Keene State or in my basement where we used to play a lot. Uh, nice. Me and Steve and, and Scott used to play every Wednesday night uh, just in my basement. Nobody thinks, you know, that you have to be taught how to listen to music. Absolutely. That's, that's not just something people go, oh, well, there it is. But people can teach you how to hear, There's, teach you how to listen. It's a nuance and it can, I fly, know. By, if it can I know. fly right by if you don't know. And a lot of times we don't listen as well as we should. So let's hear Up Jumped Spring by Freddie Hubbard. Thank you. 
Beautiful, that was Up Jumped Spring by Freddie Hubbard, performed by Russ Hoffman on piano, George Robinson on the drums, and Steve Cady on the bass. You guys, that was beautiful, and it was such a perfect statement and length of time, but we are running short in this segment, so I want to play a game. I want to play On Your Mark, Get Set, quote Scott's favorite piece. Oh, Scott's favorite piece? Like, give me a minute and a half of Scott's. What If you had to pick, like... Something. Star Spangled Banner. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you can can I throw can I throw that at you like you just? Totally. All right, go. Give me give me a minute thirty of Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> oh, Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, that was this his favorite song. Come on, you, you really? No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh say, can you, you see? By the dawn. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Come on. Can you do it? Play it or sing it? We're gonna play no, it. We're gonna play Listening to Dream Farm Radio. I'm Julie Lavender. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Dream Farm Radio, and today my guests in the barn 
are Russ Hoffman on the piano, George Robinson on drums, and Steve Cady on the bass. Phenomenal uh, trio from here, homegrown in New England. Come on. I love it. Mm-hmm. Very tasty, beautiful playing, um, super tight, and super affectionate in terms of your love for music and your love for Scott Mullet and the educator who brought you all together made you passionate and better at what you do. I think that's really cool. So we're kind of, Scott's here too. We're, we're honoring him with this show. And uh, so we want to get in as much music as we can. Did Scott like vocalists at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes a, a, there's training on how to work with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he, he would teach his uh, vocalist students in a combo how to work with, with uh, yeah. instrumentalists as well. Yeah, let's all talk the same language. Play Nice in the Sandbox, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, well, let's play Nice in the Sandbox and do So Easy to Love together, okay? And hopefully Scott would dig how I do this. Together, dancing 
that was super fun. I love playing with you guys. Just very smooth and very smooth and supportive. I liked it. Thank you. And you played real nice on that. Thank you so much for letting me join you. Now we need to get back to more of what you love to do together and how Scott's memory is infused with that. What are we going to hear now, Russ Hoffman? Uh, right now we're going to play one called Angelina. Um, Scott used to like to play this one. It, it kind of, the, the harmony was kind of stretches out and Scott was, well, yeah, beloved for being able to kind of play these blistering um, great things over uh, a chord and, and this, this, this kind of tune gave him the opportunity to do that. When you say stretched out, do you mean the harmonic rhythm is real slow? It's, There's not it, a lot of changes. It's just it's slow. It kind of it's got a couple of twists and turns, but there are places where he would just yeah. There's there's some slower harmonic rhythm, and he so there's and not he, a ton of fast changes. That kind of thing. He's really just not a ton of them, but they they do shift in kind of nice ways. And and it's actually by uh, this pianist called McCoy Tyne, by the name of McCoy Tyne, one of the great. I think he's a great underrated composer. Scott used to love all the classic uh, players, and he was uh, the, the the seminal uh, innovator of uh, the John Coltrane Quartet. So, uh, so well, let's hear your take on Angelina. Okay. Here we go.
so sweet and tasty. And George, come on. <laughs> that was some nice uh, soloing Thank there. you. Loved it. I mean, you, you all just are very seamless and um, respectful of each other and and full of great ideas and um, beautiful melodic phrasing and just, it's cool. You know, there's nothing quite like good trio jazz, is there? I mean, come on. He's almost like said it says it all. Who needs those other players? Come on. <laughs> Although you do have a jazz orchestra that was inspired by Steve, right? Uh, Scott Mullet. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Scott founded a group called Keen Jazz Orchestra about okay. 15 years ago. We <clears throat> affectionately refer to ourselves as town band. So all va- it's all volunteers. Uh, maybe you could play at our town band. It's all Anyways, I may not say. But anyway, it grew into a, an orchestra. Yeah, we, we Love it's it. a nonprofit jazz orchestra. We put on a concert every year. Is it year really necessary to say that when you're talking about musicians? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we don't make money, but also it's a it's a yeah, 501c3. Yeah. I know, yeah, so yeah. the donation thing. Yeah. Hey, listen, we want to get in. We have like a little less than four minutes to hear confirmation. You want to give us like a, just a little tiny window into the... The Scott Mullet Factor, as you play this tune, we're, we're honoring his memory here today as an educator and a fine tenor saxophone player, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Well, Give us a shot. Well, yeah. well I, I know for me, um, the, the, Scott used Charlie Parker's music um, as a great way to teach me how to not play just licks, just things that I've copied from other drummers. Mm. Um, his music, Charlie's music, is really rhythmic and it translates nicely to, to the drums. And um, Scott really you know, led me in that direction and had me... Helped uh, you find your own voice. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's really good. So let's, music, yeah. let's hear your voices, okay? On the tune Confirmation by Charlie Parker. We'll get as much as we can. Okay. Intro. Well, it's been so great to have you guys on the show. Again, you're listening to the fancy footwork of these three guys on this tune. Russ Hoffman on piano, George Robinson on drums, and Steve Cady on the bass. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank and we're you thankful so much for, for having us. Yes, and we're thankful for Scott Mullet and his influence. You can go to georgerobinsonmusic.com and check out. They've got a new album coming out, so that'll be really great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a joy in the barn yet again.
Well, you know you've touched a dreamer when you truly listen to a tender song. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who'll touch their dreams.